Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. You know, we're in this series called Source, and we're learning how to make God our source in all of our situations. We're in a storm right now. We're in this election storm, and we're going to learn today how in the middle of even this storm that Jesus can still be our source and we can still have peace in the middle of the storm. All right, so we've been reading the scripture in 1 Corinthians 8. Let's read it together before we pray. And this is the foundation text that we've been using. It says here in 1 Corinthians 8, verse 6, Yet for us there is only one God, the Father, who is the source of all things, and for whom we have life and one accord, Jesus Christ through and by whom all things and through and by whom we ourselves exist. And we've been highlighting and underlining that part of the scripture that says, who is the source of all things? God is the source of all things. Jesus is our source. He lives on the inside of us. And in the middle of the season that we're in right now, right now, this very second, right now, the Bible tells us that this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. That, that those words of this is the day means this 24-hour period. And I want you to know this 24-hour period, God wants to be your source and he wants to be your source in every 24-hour period of your life. And so we learned in the series how to take our little and put it in the hands of the source and watch what he can do with it, the multiplication, the increase, the blessing, all right? Then we also learn what's our first response in the face of our source. When we find ourselves in trouble, when we find ourselves in turmoil, what is our first response? All right, I wanna encourage you guys to go back to our website and watch those messages. If you haven't, I just believe that they're gonna be a blessing to you as we learn to make God our source in this time, all right? And so today I want to talk about how Jesus wants to be our source in the middle of our storm, all right? He is our source in the middle of our storm. So let's pray and let's get into this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for your word. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity to share it. Holy Spirit, I ask you to speak through me. I ask for the here to receive. I ask, Lord God, that there would be revelation knowledge that would go forth, Lord God, and that we would all grow as a result of this message today. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Jesus wants to be our source in the middle of our storms. All right, let's go to Mark chapter 4. In verse 35 through 39, let's read this out of the Word of God. And we're going to read a story here that some of us maybe are familiar with, maybe you aren't familiar with, but you're going to see how Jesus wants to be the source in the middle of our storm. All right, so verse 35, On the same day when evening had come, he had said to them, Let us 
cross over to the other side. You got to underline that. And now when they had left the multitude, why is that so important? They had just ministered to all of these people. Jesus was actually tired, ministered all day, the Bible says, to the multitude. And his disciples were with him. His followers were with him. And then Jesus gives them this directive. Let's get in these boats and let's go over to the other side. What was the other side? They were going to cross the Sea of Galilee. It was a sea that they had, that the, the, these fishermen, these disciples had crossed hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times, okay? So he says to them, now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat, and as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. Imagine that. Jesus tells them, they're in the middle of the will of God, our super calm night, and a great windstorm arises, all right? And the waves beat the boat, and so that it was already filling. This, is a, this wasn't just a normal windstorm. This was a violent windstorm where water was actually filling up into the boat. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. Jesus, asleep <laughs> on a pillow in the middle of all this. Imagine that. And they awoke him and he said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? It's absolutely amazing how we're always in the middle of a trial, always in the middle of a, of a situation. And we feel like God has abandoned us. So we finally run to God and say, God, don't you care? You're going to find out that God cares and he cares even more than you realize. Why? Because he is our source in the middle of our storms. All right. So he says, then he arose, did something phenomenal here. He rebuked the wind and he said, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Isn't this amazing? Imagine you being in the ship and seeing all this. Imagine you being there that day, getting in the ship. Jesus says, we're going to go to the other side. It's a normal evening. The water's calm. They've done this hundreds of times. And they hit this storm. Imagine what that's like for us. How many times have we done things and we were driving along and suddenly we just hit that storm, right? We were driving along at the end of 2019 and we hit the storm in 2020. Come on, somebody, all right? And so this happens to all of us. And here's something that, that I'd, I'd like for you guys to see. That it's amazing that when, when we find ourselves in the middle of storms or we find ourselves in the middle of difficulty, how tensions begin to rise. Just imagine for a second. All these guys getting the ball. These are alpha males, all fishermen. Everybody's got their own opinion. These are all Israelis, okay? And you know, everybody knows Israelis are strong personality people. I identify with them as an Italian. Come on, somebody. All right, and so all these strong personalities in this ship. So when it's calm, it's easy. We all have our job, we all know what we're doing. But as soon as they hit that storm, can you just imagine how the tensions begin to rise in that ship? Imagine how they started to look concerned and, and okay, we've got this at first because you know, this, we, we've done this, we've, done, we've got this, we've been here before, you know? But this storm was different. It wasn't subsiding. It was bigger than something that they had ever faced. And no doubt, tensions were rising. Have you ever been there? Where all of a sudden, you're just in the middle of something, just thrust on you, and it's a storm, and all of a sudden, tensions begin to rise, right? You start talking harshly to the people that you're with, 
And it's all fear. We're, we're afraid. And, and so we're all lashing out in fear. Never forget one time when I was in Europe, my dad had this great idea. We were just, I was just 15, 16 years old. And my dad had this great idea to get a car, a rental car in Europe. And he was going to drive it around Europe. Never drove a stick shift before, but he was just going to learn how to drive a stick shift. No big deal. This is my dad, superhero dad and, and my uncle. And they're just going to, we're going to get in this little Fiat and drive around in the heart of Europe and, and these Italian streets. And everybody knows Italian drivers are crazy drivers. They have no sense. They, they, they could care less. They'll go around you, over you, through you if they can. All right. If you've ever been there. So get in this car and, you know, he's getting himself familiar with how to drive a stick shift, never drove one before. And we, so we clunked out of the parking lot and it was a little bit scary because we kept clunking. You know what happens if you're driving in third gear and you're really supposed to be like in second gear, the car clunks. We were just clunking. <laughs> we were just clunking along and we were like, okay, this is okay. This is safe. Okay. It's not perfect, but we're, we're clunking along over here until until we hit the storm, all right? And this was our storm. There was this incline we had to climb. It was literally a steep incline like this because it was a mountainous village we were in and we, and we were staying at this place at the top of this hill. And so my dad hit that, that incline in third gear. So we clunked into the incline. So we're clunk, 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 clunk. And he didn't have enough sense to downshift because he was too afraid. He didn't know. So the car clunked to a stop in the middle of this incline. <laughs> so my uncle is in the front seat and he's yelling at my dad about stuff because cars are honking the horn. Cars are driving all around us. The people on the sidewalk next to the road are even giving us sign language. All right. That was how intense the situation was. And my brother and I were in the back and we're, we can't make heads or tails of this. My uncle's yelling at my dad directors. My dad's yelling at my uncle. He's driving and he knows what he's doing. It was a storm. Listen, two guys that really love each other attacking each other because the tension was there. Well, we got out of that situation, got that car up to the top of that. It was a miracle how it all happened. They were so afraid of that car, didn't touch it for two days. But that's what happens when you get into a storm. Tensions rise. People that love each other care about each other, attack each other. They really don't mean it. And you probably have done the same thing. You're driving along, you, you've been attacking the people that you love, right? Because you're scared, I get it. That's probably what happened on the ship that day. All those alpha males, right? Imagine, imagine, you know, one guy said, row this way around the storm. Another guy says, no, put the sail up. We gotta go this way around the storm. And somebody else saying all together, no, we gotta get this water out of here, okay? And so all of these opinions, all these alpha males, right? And sure enough, I'm certain of this, they had to have turned on Peter, the leader, and said, this is all your fault. We're gonna die because of you. You followed this Jesus, and now we followed you into this mess. All right, imagine you being there. And somebody gets this bright idea. Hey, let's go wake up Jesus. Certainly he can help us. <laughs> Come on, the source, let's go wake up Jesus, all right? And so they wake up, Master, can't you see that we're going to perish, all right? Someone said, why was Jesus asleep in the boat in the middle of all this commotion? I don't know. You'd have to ask Jeannie LaSalle that question because there's no one I know that can sleep through commotion like her. 
She's that type, man. At night, her head hits a pillow. 10 seconds, she's out. I mean, she's out cold, doing the girl's sleep and everything, all right? And I'm still there, you know, trying to settle myself down, all right? She will sleep through anything. It's possible to sleep through that kind of commotion. And our second night together, I'll never forget. In the middle of the night, I woke up. This is our second night together, okay? And the room is moving. Now, furniture's moving. Then I'll never forget, I looked at the nightstand. It was literally walking across the room. And I thought to myself, Man, I'm either seeing something or there's a demon in this hotel room, <laughs> okay? But then I started to see dust and everything. And then I realized, I think we're in the middle of an earthquake because we were staying at a hotel in downtown Los Angeles. And we're, we're, we're in the middle of an earthquake. It, it, everything was just rocking and reeling. And guess what Jeannie LaSalle was doing? She was sleep. She sleeps with a smile on her face. Just alcove, just sleeping. And so I'm like, God's man of faith and power. I got to protect my new wife over here. I roll over and I'm saying, Jean, wake up. We're in the middle of an earthquake. And she went, oh, an earthquake? Oh, no big deal. And she rolled over and tried to go back to sleep again. So that's why I know it's possible to sleep through the middle of commotion like Jesus did. But I love this. I love this. When the disciples woke up Jesus, Jesus didn't say anything, didn't criticize them, didn't get mad at them for waking them up. Listen, if you wake me up from a nap, I'm not a napper, but when I nap, I nap. And if you wake me up from the middle of my nap, I have some choice words for you. But Jesus just wakes up, stands up, he's at the back of the boat, looks over, speaks to the storm, and he says, peace, be still. And something miraculous happened. The waves stopped. The winds stopped. The water stopped coming into the boat. Imagine, I could just imagine, Jesus looks over and does this and he turns around and he sees all of his disciples with their mouths. They're soaking wet, they're sweating. They've worked hard to try to save this ship. And Jesus just stands up and speaks peace to the storm. What a beautiful story. Then Jesus does something that is so awesome right here. I want to read to you what Jesus does. Remember, the disciples are just watching him. They're like, this is, what did we just see? This is awesome. Who is this guy that even speaks to the storms and the storms obey him? Now, Jesus says this very interesting scripture right here uh, in verse Mark chapter 4, I want you to see this in verse 40. It says, But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? So the storm subsides. They're in awe. And he starts taking this as a teaching moment. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now, for years, you know, I used to read this like Jesus is rebuking them. These are his 12 disciples. They should know better. I mean, they were just with him. They saw him minister to the multitudes. They saw Jesus raise the dead. They saw him do all these miracles, right? And Jesus rebukes them, says, well, where's your faith at here? I used to see this scripture this way until I started to understand something about my Lord and my Savior and the loving nature of who he is, the fatherly nature of who he is, how he's always taking opportunities to teach. 
always taking opportunities to put children in his lap to teach, always taking opportunities to love on people, to minister to them, even at his own peril, even at his own physical uh, cost. He was asleep in the boat because he was tired from ministering to all of those people. Why would Jesus respond to his disciples that harshly? All oh, you of little faith. I don't believe that that's what Jesus meant. I actually believe that Jesus, really, when he, when he says this, hey, why are you so fearful? How is it that you, you have no faith? I really believe he was saying, guys, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Why are you in fear? I'm right here. And I really believe the Lord is saying to us right now, if you're in a storm right now, he's saying the same thing. Why are you fearful? I'm right here. I'm with you. I'm your source. The Bible teaches us clearly that he would never leave us or forsake us. It's very clear. But I know at times we feel like we're alone. We feel like there's nobody there. We feel like we're the only ones. But I'm telling you, it's in that moment. Come on. It's in that moment I want you to see that's when he really is your source because he said he would never leave us or forsake us. If I feel alone and I feel like I'm not going to be able to get through this, I'm trying to tell myself in the middle of that storm, that's when it counts the most. And I believe that's what he was saying to his guys that day. Guys, I'm right here. Then he was saying, I'm going to show you something through all this. I'm going to show you how to go through the storms of life. I'm going to show you how you can stand up in the middle of your storm and do the same thing and say, peace, be still. And watch how you will get through those storms. Watch how you will just get through every one of those situations in your life. And here's something else that I believe Jesus was, Jesus said, but he didn't say, all right? He, when he said, we're going to go over to the other side. Way back at the beginning, Jesus was telling them, even though you're in the middle of a storm, you're going to go over to the other side successfully. And I believe he's saying that to you too. Whatever storm we're in, if we'll see Jesus as our source, we're going to go through the other side. We're going to get to the other side successfully. But here's something I want you to get. More than anything, as I started to study this and I just I started to see all this in the Word of God, it's this. When Jesus told his disciples, we're going to go to the other side, and he got in the ship that night and fell asleep, he knew they were going to hit that storm. Think about it. He's God. He knows the end from the beginning. He knew when he was getting in that ship, they were going to hit that storm. And you know what that tells me? That tells me this, that he already knows whatever storm you're going to go through. He already knows those unexpected situations that we're going to find ourselves in. He already knows. And he wants to be our source in the middle of that storm. He knew at the end of 2019, some of you guys who are in this community who are part of our, this church, you guys know that in November of 2019, we sowed a seed into our 2020. Come on. 
And we said 2019 is coming to an end and we're going to sow a seed into our 2020 because we want 2020 to be our best year yet. We went through Thanksgiving excited. We went through Christmas excited. We went through 21 days of prayer together excited. And then bam, we hit that storm in March. Things changed. Come on. And we've been in this storm. And now we're in the storm of this election cycle, right? I mean, we're in the middle of this storm. Guess what? Jesus knew. He knew in 2019 that we were going to be in the middle of this storm, which tells me, come on, I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to say this prophetically. We're coming out of this storm. We're going to the other side. We're going to get there successfully. Come on, is somebody with me today? We're going to get there together. So I have a simple little challenge for you today. I want you to see that Jesus wants to be our source in the middle of our storms. And he gives us some how-tos on how to do this, all right? First thing I want you to do is, like I said earlier, I want you to remember everything God has said to you before. Whatever promise God made to you before the storm, remember that. For those of you who made those, uh, who sowed those seeds in 2019, I want to remind you of that seed. I want to remind you of the promise that God made to you. I want to remind you that 2020 is not over yet. 2020 is not going to end this way. I believe 2020 is going to get flipped. I believe Jesus is going to flip the script on our 2020 and we're going to finish strong. Does anybody out there want to finish 2020 strong with me today? Come on. Stand with me. Let's believe God. Let's stand in the middle of the storm. And let's speak to the storm like Jesus did. Okay, here's the second thing I want you to see. The source was in the boat the whole time. All that commotion, all that tension, all trying to solve the problem on their own. All trying to solve this on their own like we learned last week. We're wired to solve problems. We're wired to fix things. But guess what? The source was in the boat the whole time. And I've got news for you. The source is in your boat too. And he's not only in your boat, he lives inside of you. The Spirit of God, Jesus, his Spirit lives inside of you if you're a Christian. And if you're not a Christian, I want to invite you to become a Christian and have the source of all sources come and live on the inside of you. The source was already in the boat. Source is in your boat too. He's in our boat right now. Come on, somebody. Get a hold of this today. He is our source to be in the middle of our storm. Then he taught us to speak to the storms. Why is that so important? The Bible clearly tells us that life and death is in the power of our mouth. What we say is so powerful and can be so strong. And I believe that day when Jesus said, peace, be still. All the authority of heaven backed him up. And listen, child of God, listen. When you speak God's word over your circumstances and over your situations, I believe the power of heaven backs you up as well. You know why? Because we're children of God. The Bible clearly tells us that God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for you and me so that you and I today would become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? 
Simply put, when you become a Christian, you come into right standing with God forever. And it can't be changed. You come into right standing with God apart from your works. You come into right standing with God apart from anything that you do. It's all entirely based on everything that He did. And when you come into right standing with Him, He backs you up. The force of heaven backs you up. Come on, you guys. You're a child of God. Like I would back up my children. Like I would back them up in situations. God will back you up as well. The source of sources lives inside of you. And he's inviting you today, like Jesus did in the boat that day, begin to speak to the storms in your life. Do you believe that today? I believe that when anxiety starts to rise, it's ugly head, begin to speak to the storm of anxiety. Say, anxiety, you will not have me in Jesus' name. When fear starts to rise inside you, say, God has not given me the spirit of fear but of power, of love, and a sound mind. If that financial thing starts attacking you, like where's our money going to come from? You speak to the storm and say, my God is going to supply all of my need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. When rejection or shame starts to hit you because you feel like you've missed it or you don't measure up in a certain area of your life, or maybe you're in trouble, you're in a storm right now because of something that you did as opposed to something that, the, that has happened in the world, it doesn't matter. You speak to that storm, speak to that rejection, speak to that shame, and you just say, I am a child of God in the face of that storm, and watch how heaven will back you up, and he will be your source in the middle of your storm. Here's why I think this is so important. Okay, I really want you to get this. This is so important because when you study this and you study what happened right after the storm settled out there in a the ship that day, all right, the disciples in their amazement, they sailed to the other side. They got there successfully, just like Jesus said, just like the source said, we're going over to the other side. Just like he said, it came to pass. And it's going to come to pass in your life too, just like he said. But here's what happened. They get to the other side and they meet this man who's full of demons. And he's a famous man full of demons because everybody in the area knows he, this man is demon-possessed because nobody can control this guy. He's, he's got superhuman strength and everybody was afraid of him. Well, until this man met Jesus. And when this man came face to face with Jesus, now remember, this was on the other side of the storm. This man meets Jesus and Jesus frees him miraculously. It's such a miraculous freedom that this man in his right mind and being freed, he leaves that place and he goes and he tells his story to 10 cities in the area. It's called the Decapolis. Why is that so important? Because Jesus and his team followed this man around. This man went into every city and he was the forerunner for revival in every one of those cities. Come on, and the storm was trying to prevent them from hitting the will of God. And I believe this with all my heart. The reason why this is so important, to stand up in the middle of the storms of our life and speak to them, because I believe on the other side is the exact same thing. There is purpose, there is destiny, there is victory. We cannot let this current storm that we're in prevent us from going over to the other side. So when you say, peace, be still, what you're saying, on the other side of the storm is the destiny of that new business. 
On the other side of the storm is the purpose of that person that I'm going to marry. On the other side of the storm is my marriage restored. Come on, somebody. On the other side of this storm is the victory that I'm looking for financially or the victory I'm looking for in my health. On the other side of this storm is great victory. And I believe it involves your purpose. And I believe it involves your destiny. Would you let me just prophesy that to you today? Would you just let me prophesy that to you? Not to get involved in all the rockiness of this election cycle and just look to Jesus as your source. Man is not our source. The president is not our source. The government is not our source. Jesus is our source. Our job in the middle of the storm is to speak to it. And maybe you could speak this. You could say, your kingdom come, your will be done in this election cycle in Jesus' name. Maybe that's one way you speak to your storm. Maybe that's another way to speak to the storm of anxiety or fear that's rising up. Come on, we're going to get through this together. And I just believe that God has a perfect destiny for you. Let me, let me leave you with one last scripture here. Isaiah 26, 3 says this. This is a beautiful promise that he gives us. It says, he will keep us in perfect peace. All who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. I believe that when we speak to those storms and we recognize Jesus is our source in the middle of those storms, it helps us to focus. The storm is still there, but it helps us to focus. You know why? Because we're going to get over to the other side successfully. I can't say that everybody else is going to get over to the other side successfully. But I can say to you, as you stand up and you speak to those storms, by the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you will get to the other side successfully. Do you receive that today in Jesus' name? Maybe you're hearing all this stuff and you're saying, I have never heard any of this stuff before. That's great. You're in great company because we're all learning together in this community to make God our source. And He really is our source in the middle of this storm. You know, it begins by understanding that the source of all sources, Jesus, could come to live on the inside of us and be our source and to help us live successfully here on earth. Maybe you're watching today and you've never made that decision to invite Jesus into your life. Maybe you didn't know that you could personally invite Jesus into your life or have a personal relationship with Him. See, that's where it all starts. It starts right there. If you haven't, invited Jesus into your life, I'm going to invite you to do so right now. See, I used to see Jesus that way, where he was always rebuking people. Oh, you have little faith. I started to see him different. I started to understand he really loves me. He really loves you. He really laid his life down for us. But if we would just believe in him and believe that God sent him to die for our sins. We were all born into sin, whether we like it or not. And God sent him to die for our sin, to pay for our sin. Now, all we would have to do is simply receive Jesus, receive his finished work, what he did at the cross 2,000 years ago. Just receive that and receive him into our life. He'd make us new. He would restart the source on the inside of us. I want to invite you to do that right now, wherever you are. Just bow your head. 
you want to receive Christ into your life, just pray this simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I recognize you as the source of sources. Come into my life. Make me a new person. I give you my life. I believe God sent you to this earth to die for me. And he raised you up from the dead to pay for my sins. Right now, I take you as my source. I take you as my savior. In your name, I pray, amen, amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.